welcome to the Immortal Art Podcast. I'm your host, Eldin. This is episode 10, The Beginnings. Before I begin, there is a Patreon link for the podcast if you want to support me. For the price of a cup of coffee per month, or a donut if you feel like it, you can help this podcast. You can cancel it whenever you want, whether the money doesn't suit your needs, or if there is an issue with your finances. No strings attached. You can find all the details on Patreon. If you haven't, make sure to subscribe and follow the podcast, so you will never miss an episode. I appreciate it. You can reach me at immortalartpodcast.gmail.com. This podcast has an Instagram, Facebook, and a Twitter page. The art mentioned on this podcast will be uploaded there. All the links are included in the episode description. Also, if you like the podcast, rate it on your favorite podcast app or leave a like on a YouTube. Thank you. Before I start this episode, I must mention a mail of encouragement from Alistair McDermott. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce your name right. He wrote to me discussing how scientific research indicates that acknowledging a notable accent can enhance understanding for the listeners. He also had an intriguing interview with the professor who conducted the study. The podcast is called The Recognized Authority. Check it out. The link is provided in the description of this episode. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with humans and the Neanderthals, and the Word was probably of pointing at someone, or something. The language is hardest enigma in science. Nobody knows where it came from, and we can all do it. Even the Neanderthals could speak. The language has infinite capacity to generate new and unique sentences. For example, in this episode, you will hear new sentences that you never heard before, yet you will be able to understand them, even with my accent. Animals communicate, but it's not a language. Their capability to produce sounds is repetitive, automatic, and emotional, and it doesn't create new meanings. That means that our language, and the language of the Neanderthals, most probably arose from gestures. When this happened is unknown, and it's debated among linguists. The great apes, bonobos, chimps, and gorillas can learn the sign language or use the symbols on the screen to ask what they want, or to explain what they need. It shows also that great apes use gestures to explain things to one another. Observe Southern Europeans, Italians, Greeks, Bosnians, Arabic culture. Their language is enhanced with gestures. The first languages most likely sounded as clicking sound of sun people of Africa. I already discussed them and their language in episode 7. But just to remind you, here is how it sounds. In the biblical story of the Tower of Babel, all humanity spoke the same language, 
until they split into many groups by divine intervention and they couldn't understand one another anymore. If you believe in it or not, that's up to you. But what Bible speak of is this, air quote, universal language that once all humanity communicated with. Was it real? This original language of all humans? It's hard to tell. Languages are fluid. They constantly evolve. Languages do not exist in neatly divided categories, ever. Languages do not know borders. And the words from one language cross to another language. There are around 5,000 different languages today. Languages do not evolve from a single individual, nor at one place. In the past, the world was less populated and the people moved across the planet. Tribes and cultures split and went separate ways. They had their own languages, but as more and more time passed, they become isolated and distant from one another. The words in their language changed. These new branches of a tribe learned and gave names to different things. Dialects become separate languages, and those languages repeated the process. All the languages can be traced to much smaller groups. Many linguists try to make a tree of languages, tracing them back as far as they can, trying to find proto-languages. A group of related languages is called language family, which can contain many branches and subfamilies. Linguists can reconstruct dead or early languages without any written record. Linguists in their search for the proto-languages, can determine which words are borrowed in specific language, which words are native, what are close languages, even the lifestyle of a specific group of people based only on the words they used, and so on. If you observe Indo-European languages, for example, you can divide them into Indo-Uranian and European. These two groups can be divided into smaller groups, such as Slavic, Germanic, or Indic, and so on. And those can be divided into smaller groups until you get to the individual languages, and these languages can be further divided to dialects. Ancient people met and exchanged goods, but also words. People probably left one tribe to be in another, for who knows what reasons. They had to learn the new language of the other tribe, they had accents, as I do. I mean, people are people. They did the same thing that we do today. Only differences are technologies and political systems. With words came stories. With stories came ideas. With ideas came set of rules. With rules came religion. For most of our history, Religion was the central focus of humans. Also, as I mentioned in previous episodes, Homo naledi and the Neanderthals were part of this history. Today, religion is deemed untrue because we know science, we know better. There is no one in the sky, we have been there. The sun is not a god, it's a ball of hot plasma, and planets are not gods, they're planets. As a side note, when the ancient Greeks observed the night sky, 
every star appeared fixed in the sky, except for a few that moved. They call them the Wanderers, or Planetes. Anyway, the key is to understand what drove people to religion. All the religions and their myths around the world have, more or less, the same origin story. Someone or something came and created the world around us, gave us laws and a set of rules to follow. Therefore, religion has its origins in a desire to explain our world. The rituals to appease angry gods may came earlier than the religion itself. Offerings are made in return for favors and kindness of gods. We can't judge these people now, nor should we mock their ignorance. Their future, our history, didn't happen to them yet. I personally admire and respect their ingenuity, their cleverness in telling stories. Our myths records of historical facts? Was there someone who lived thousands of years ago with similar name as, let's say, Odin, who lost his eye in the search of the knowledge, or someone as Zeus, who killed his own father and raped so many women that was so uncomprehensive to our ancestors that they attributed these actions to divine for some reason? If it's a deliberate fiction, was it made to justify rape and patricide? Myths are the way of understanding natural events and explaining them. They are primitive science. Our ancestors didn't have our knowledge and these events were misunderstandings. Mythology and the birth of religion have been discussed over 100 years now. Those myths that came from ancient China Aboriginal Australia, Egypt, or Greece may or may not existed in some older forms as myths or real individuals or real events. If they lived in reality, these individuals, for some reason, got godlike features and attributes. I will treat in this podcast all the religions, all myths as stories of old as literary works of art. I will treat the Abrahamic religions and their myths same as, let's say, Celtic or Illyrian mythology. This will allow me to enjoy them apart from their religious significance. Our ancestors lived in a world infused with mythology and religion. Just imagine their world, an explanation of everything around them. Survival was determined by these stories. Today, we have around 20 religions in the world and maybe a hundred belief systems that came from that. Two-thirds of world's population, at least, have some type of a faith in the supernatural. Now, maybe every tribe had their own religion and belief system. In other words, if we go far back in time, into our own deep history, tens of thousands of years, hundred thousand years, we can end up in a time where we didn't have any religion. What about early species of Homo habilis, for example? Did they believe in something? They used tools. Is there maybe connection? 
As I discussed in previous episode, it's a cognitive leap to make tools. When Homo habilis made their tools from crude rock, they chiseled the stone axes. And if one does that, you have to have, air quote, mental image or template to do so. This is a working memory. If you observe the skull of Neanderthal and Homo sapiens, you will notice that we have a forehead, a frontal lobe. That is where our reasoning is coming from. You are now using your frontal lobe while listening to me and my English with a strange accent. You can understand me, you can recognize the words, you can make your own conclusions and continue listening further. By the way, thank you. There is a group of chimps that lives in the grasslands of Republic of Guinea that has some kind of a sacred trees. They put stones in it and dance in front of it. That's ritual. They throw stones on these sacred trees. All the chimps that throw stones are adult males. There is something about stones and sacred. We do it too. Even today, we mark places in the landscapes and pile stones on top of each other. The same group of chimps use spears to hunt. Also, they started to enter in rivers and lakes to soak their bodies, something that no other groups of chimpanzees do, or any great apes, except us. These chimps are not afraid of humans, because the native tribes there do not eat them. Those tribes consider chimps close relatives. These chimps also understand concept of fire, and it's observed that they dance in front of a fire. Maybe this group is entering their early Stone Age. We don't know. I think that the religion came to us naturally. Our ancestors needed to explain nature and the world around them. Their experience was different from ours. And I can only speculate. The first gods or spirits were gods of thunder, fire, wind, river, and so on. The ancient people, the Stone Age people, saw gods in everything, and they had gods for everything. These people must have seen themselves as a center of the universe. Their religion, their rituals, and their gods were unique only to them. Most of the religion has one god. We are gradually shrinking the numbers of the gods. Anyway, for our ancestors, magic was all around them. So, if gods perform magic, so could they. From these magic rituals came stories. From stories, I imagine, shamans reenacted gods or spirits, and storytelling or acting followed with music, was born. When it comes to Europe, the Ice Age's environment lasted for tens of thousands of years. It wasn't static. The glacier sheets expanded and shrank all the time. It all ended around 12,000 years ago. People came to Europe around 45,000 years ago, give or take few thousand years. People live in caves. Why did they stay in Europe for so long? Well, animals. Big herds of bisons, 
horses, deer, mammoths, and so on. The food was plentiful if a tribe was successful in hunting. Imagine, people gather around fire while shaman is acting a hunt. The shaman, maybe a man, maybe a woman, acting a story. The shaman is both the hunter and the prey. Magic ritual through imitation. Did they paint their faces as sort of makeup, as all actors do? Did the shamans apply this paint to the faces of hunters too, to reassure better hunt? Did this paint started to be used on pregnant women's bellies to reassure a safe pregnancy and survival of both the woman and a child? And did that need to draw, air quote, jumped to the cave walls? I wonder. In the next episode, I will start talking about individual art pieces. Stay tuned. This concludes this episode. I don't know else what to say in this episode. I want to thank you for joining and listening. I hope I inspired you. I hope you learned something. The music is performed by my friend Sebastian. You can check his band Cadavra. There's a link below. Enjoy the song. Until the next time. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.